0: The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Winbet. The Winbet Casino is now offering a 100% deposit match up to one. Thousand dollars for new users. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to propswap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with just one entry. So head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. It is your home for all of our free picks and our podcasts. Welcome in to yet another episode of the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I, of course, am your host, Rod Gomez. Find me on Twitter at RJVillagomez.com. Follow the entire of the SGP and fantasy space on Twitter at SGP and fantasy. All right, we're going to get back to the NFL today. I know that we've been USFL obsessed for a while, but stuff's actually been going on with the NFL. And so we want to cover that as well for those of you who are in the market for NFL news. I mean, it's only March, but doggone, it feels like we're already. All the way into the into the mid-season form for this. So I'm bringing on a man I met, and uh, I love his stuff. It's, it's Derek Yoder. He is a contributor to Betting Pros, but you can find his stuff on Action Network. So Derek, I'm glad you're here to help me break down this NFL stuff because it's gotten crazy.
1: It has. Well, I appreciate it, Rod. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, right now, I live on the East Coast, and it's about 30 degrees, so it feels like uh, a November day. I should be outside uh, playing football or watching it on TV, but it has been crazy, to say the least. You uh, highlighted that perfectly. I can't wait to get into uh, all the new names uh, and new places uh, going on in 2022.
0: I mean, look, we've seen some crazy off seasons so far, but mm-hmm. this is this already I mean, we're like I said, we're barely a month after the Super Bowl and, or yeah. just a little over two months now after the Super Bowl. And it just feels like all hell's broken loose. And the <laughs> NFL is just like, good luck, everybody.
1: <laughs> well, that happens whenever all this new money's coming in with Amazon coming on and and some of the TV deals. Everybody's got money to spend. So, uh, you know, players are getting old. Good time to buy, sell. So uh, it's crazy what it what happened last week with all the moves, and it's all it's all chess. Everybody's playing chess against each other, so it makes it uh, good for people like you and I to talk about.
0: Not just the players on the field, though. Announcers are mm-hmm. all over the place. Al yeah. Michaels, uh, Troy yeah. Aikman, like
1: yeah. Joe Buck. Yeah, I- I have Al Michaels in a dynasty uh, commentators league, so uh, I was happy to see him make the move. primetime Thursday on Amazon, so uh, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, good luck uh, remembering where guys are, and uh, but it'll be good. It's good for the NFL. It's good for uh, new faces to come up as well. And, uh, get to hear new voices. So. How do you score that? I want to know how you uh, score. It's a yeah. You know, it's a dynasty league. Started it back in the '80s uh, when Al Michaels started. He was my first pick. So yeah, it's uh, yeah. No, it's all good though. So, uh, so as long as they talk a little uh, fantasy or or gambling a little bit like Al Michaels likes to do, you get points. So <laughs> no, it's it's it. just kidding. It's it's a lot of fun to see how. <laughs> All this is coming together. Ah, that's so awesome. Uh, All right. Well, Derek, so
0: on the show, we're going to walk people through if you're brand new to the show. We load up three minutes on the clock. We discuss 10 players. This week, we're going to talk about, look, and maybe, I mean, it is, we're going to focus a little bit on dynasty value, but there's a lot of redraft potential in this Mm -hmm. too. Um, Some of these players that you may not have taken in the first uh, uh, few rounds or whatever, but uh, we're going to talk down 10 players who have traded teams And now we'll be suiting up for another team. We're going to talk about their value. Mm -hmm. Dynasty and redraft and otherwise. So, Derek, we're going to load three minutes on the clock for our first player. We turn to Sin City, where now Devontae Adams assumes the role of what we're going to assume is wide receiver one over there in Las Vegas as he leaves Green Bay. Poor Aaron Rodgers. You sign a a record-breaking contract, and now all of a sudden you have absolutely nobody to throw to. So Devontae Adams, wide receiver one, uh, a lot of stuff, a lot of great stuff that he did in Green Bay, three seasons over 1300 yards, mm-hmm. you know, just his accolades go on and on and on. But Derek, I want to know, is this a good thing for Devontae Adams or are we just panicking uh, now that he's over there in Las Vegas?
1: Well, as you and I talked uh before I'm a Packers fan. So this one right out of the gate kills me. Uh, the Packers don't have any wide receivers. So if you're able to suit up, we should go over and check out. But I do think that this is a, a good move for Devontae. Uh, I He gets to play in a place that obviously it's the defenses are different than what he was used to at. Uh, Green Bay, when he's playing against Chicago, Detroit, and uh, Minnesota, only one top ten defense last year out of that bunch. So uh, I think from a competition side, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. But uh, he gets to he gets reunited with his uh, quarterback from Fresno State. Uh, they have a house next to each other. He just bought a house next to him. Uh, the interesting thing I found was Devonte had uh, the most. Uh, touchdowns and receptions his senior year, which led the nation. So there's already rapport there. It's a good move for him. Uh, I'm glad that, you know, he at least gets that. Uh, I think it's a good move all around. I think he'll be a good player in fantasy and uh, has a year or two left in Dynasty before I would sell.
0: You know, and you'd think it would be a drop-off between a guy like Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr, but I love that you brought up the Fresno State connection because I'm Mm -hmm. a Fresno State fan out here, and I'm absolutely thrilled that that connection is back again. But you look at Aaron Rodgers' four out of his last five seasons, he had 4,000 yards. Derek Carr, his last four seasons, he threw for 4,000 yards or Mm -hmm. more, right? So, And Derek Carr, seven of his last eight seasons with 348 completions. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, 11 seasons of more than 300. So, like... I'm not saying that Derek Carr is Aaron Rodgers, but if you look at the the numbers that, that Devontae Adams is going to now versus what he yeah. had before, it's not that much of a difference. So, I don't know. Again, you get reunited with your your college quarterback, this may be really good for Devontae Adams.
1: Yeah, I think you're right, and you bring up a good point there too. One other thing I want to add is in – in the NFL, as the wide receivers get older, they start to lose, have a lot of wear and tear. Devonte has built his All-Pro prowess over his uh, agility, not so much his speed down the field, but his in and out of cuts or in and out of breaks, which I think he's the best in the NFL at doing. That will translate to uh, Las Vegas and for the Raiders. So I think you know, I think he's going to do just fine. He's got some weapons around him. Uh, I, I think he'll be pretty good.
0: Yeah, and you think look at who's who he's going to be sharing the field with uh, in Vegas. He's got Deshaun yep. Jackson, Brian Edwards, DeMarcus Robinson, who now comes over Hunter mm-hmm. Renfro, and of course Darren Waller. So, oh man, Derek Carr stacked. <laughs>
1: There's a yeah, lot of talent. I think. There. I think at the end of it, Renfro is probably the winner of, of it all, getting that one-on-one coverage and just being able to get in and out of his breaks. So it. Oakland and the AFC West, that whole division is going to be stacked.
0: They sure will. Uh, yeah. All right. So we turn our attention now to the great city of Miami. Welcome to Miami, Tyree Kill. <laughs> uh, wow. Will Smith singing. Welcome. That, to my- uh.
1: <laughs> I won't slap you, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Tyree Kill <laughs> throws up the deuces uh, to Kansas City, moves over to Miami now where he will join a Dolphins team. Uh, that all of a sudden looks competitive if Tua can be uh, anything good for, for Tyreek Hill. Of course, we think that Tua is a step down uh, from, from Patrick Mahomes, just from a sheer talent standpoint and from, from where we are. But again, Tyreek Hill is ridiculous. He's got two straight seasons, over mm-hmm. 1,200 yards. Uh, he had 14, over almost 1,500 yards in his rookie season, 67 total touchdowns with Kansas City, uh, 56 by way of the air, six by rushing, uh, four punt, one kick. Like the guy, we don't even have to say how good Tyreek Hill is, but what we want to know is from a dynasty standpoint, what are we doing with Tyreek Hill? Are we hanging on to him in Miami or do we think we can get good value out of him by moving him? Or are we crazy to even think about that?
1: I don't think we're crazy. Uh, I don't own any stock currently of Tyreek Hill, but if I did, I would sell him right now. I think now's uh, a really good time to do it, especially if you can get like a 2023 20, first, uh, package in with a couple players. Um, I, you know, I just said about Devante, how he gets in and out of his brakes r- really well and the, uh, tra- uh, the tread on tires for wide receivers that usually goes first. And he's one of the fastest wide receivers we know, but he had that rapport with a future hall of famer in, uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes. So we're going to need to see if it translates, uh, down in Miami. Uh, and if he's not getting the ball, how does he respond? How does he act? Uh, teams are just going to be, uh, especially Belichick. uh, you know, cause the jets, you can run around the jets and Buffalo is going to be tough. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm in the camp of selling more than buying right now, just as out of hesitancy with him going to a new team. So we
0: talked about, obviously, Devontae Adams jumping into the number one role. Of course, Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill is going to jump into the number one role yep. here because he's, he's going up. But here's the thing. He's got Waddle, he's got Waddle over there now. Yep. And Waddle's a really good receiver in his own right. Mm-hmm. He had 104 catches for uh, 1,015 yards and six touchdowns yep. last year. So now we wonder if—because Tyreek really didn't have anybody to share that load with in Kansas City. I mean, other than Travis Kelsey. But, you know, Travis Kelsey is Travis right. Kelsey. Is this going to bite into Hill's overall? Because Waddle's young. Waddle obviously yeah. is young. So he's going to have uh, a young guy to fight with. Uh, but w- again, I think you're right as far as we may need to, to move Hill if we can get something good for him. Because I don't know that uh, he's going to enjoy the same success with a, a, a downgraded quarterback. Some mm-hmm. can argue, and I'll argue that. And, and you know, just a, a young receiver nipping at his heel.
1: Yeah, I think Waddle is a good. Uh, you know, the probably the fastest one-two punch now in the NFL. Waddle's extremely talented coming out of Alabama and what he did last year. They already have that rapport, uh, Tua and and Waddle do. So, I think he is a, a winner of this. I also think Asicki is a winner. Uh, he just signed up with them again. So, uh, you know, they're gonna have to get the ball around, and i You can Tyreek can make. Uh, he can create space, which is great. It's just that accuracy. Can does Tua and him? Can they get on the same page? And like I said, for right now, I would sell since his name's out there and it's a a good time to to sell right now. Also worth
0: also worth noting: no more Will Fuller, and uh, now Cedric yep. Wilson joins the bunch. And of course, Devontae Parker still there. Five hundred fifteen yep. ga- uh, yards last season, and he missed seven games. So, uh, yeah. I mean, again, mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill. If you want to hang on, I get it. There's a lot of potential there, but a little difficult to make the case to mm-hmm. to keep him, especially if you can get some good stuff for him. Yeah. Uh, all right, move over to Buffalo, where we now find Jamison Crowder is uh, in a crowded house over there in Buffalo. <laughs> a lot of a lot of big names still to contend with, but look, Crowder not necessarily been the biggest name. Uh, Last season, 51 catches, 447 yards, two touchdowns in 12 games. Didn't play the first three games, but he had guys like Zach Wilson, Mike White, Mm -hmm. Josh Johnson, Joe Flacco throwing him the ball. So, I mean, you can't really expect much there. He's never had a 1,000-yard season. He only had one season with more than 70 receptions. Like I mean, there's nothing spectacular that jumps off the page of Jameis Socrata. We know he's talented, Uh, but this year he jumps in a Buffalo team with no Cole Beasley. And, and a hot quarterback, but mm-hmm. he also has to contend with guys like Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, uh, even Emmanuel Sanders, maybe if he comes back and Dawson mm-hmm. Knox, I, I don't know, Derek, if you have any part of Jamison Crowder, I'm not looking to to get him, but I don't know that you can even deal him. So what do we do with him if we have him in Dynasty?
1: Yeah, I I would probably uh, throw him back into the draft if you know for keeper uh, keeper dynasty sake. Uh, he has potential, obviously, if he's able to get that slot uh, starting role where he can you know have one on one coverage. Obviously, we know what Stephon Diggs is capable of. We saw Gabriel Davis uh, in the divisional series, uh, what four touchdowns, five touchdowns, somewhere around there. So with a, a, a veteran like this, you just need him to be serviceable. And he already knows that division cause he played for the jets. So he's, he's kind of accustomed to everybody that's already there from a defensive side, um, since he plays a wide receiver. So I, he's not a flashy guy, but he's a guy you'll probably talk about week 12, 13 come playoffs. I, I wish I had him just for a couple of receptions, maybe a touchdown. So kind of interesting, uh, a guy there.
0: Does he slide into that Cole Beasley role? Do you think he can he can be a slot type of a guy like Cole Beasley?
1: I would put him more in that role than Emmanuel Sanders, and you could have that debate. Um, but I think I think he probably probably fits that skill set just a little bit more. He's got to go somewhere. They got to have a slot receiver somewhere. I mean, you said Dawson Knox up the middle, and, and then the two guys on the outside. So I feel like. I feel like maybe that's probably better suited for him. He doesn't have to be crazy fast to get in and out of breaks, get open. He just has to beat one guy one on one if he's in that uh, role. So I would—that's where I would say that he probably is going to fit.
0: I mean, you could argue that this is obviously this is a, a huge uh, quarterback upgrade from last yeah. season, but you could probably argue that this may be Jamison Crowder's best quarterback that he's played with mm-hmm. in his career so far. So yeah, interesting to see what he can do with a guy like Josh Allen throwing him the ball, but also Josh Allen runs. So how many more times, you know, is he going to get a chance to see the ball? It's just a, there's a lot of mouths to feed over there.
1: Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. And not just that,
0: but they added Duke Johnson too, who Duke Johnson, we know, catches passes out of the backfield. So
1: yeah, and he's been hiding down in uh, Houston and a couple other places. So now he gets to get that shine again. That was a good name to bring up.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just a matter of how, how much is a ball going to go around uh, over there Mm -hmm. in, in Buffalo. I know that Josh Allen loves to throw a lot, but still. Uh, you got to think that uh, Jameson Crowder, uh, I don't know. I, again, I yeah. think you're. I think throwing him back in is, is probably not a bad idea because I don't have much faith in, in him producing a lot over there. But, all right. The next name on our list is now in Cleveland, and Cleveland rocks for Amari Cooper, uh, who moves from Dallas to... What all of a sudden became a very interesting team. I almost want to see Cleveland get a hard-knock story because this is yeah. going to be uh, grab your popcorn and watch <laughs> the Browns this season. Uh, obviously, we know what Cooper did in Dallas last year. He had 165 yards on 68 catches in 15 games, uh, but he, he missed his third straight season with 1,000 yards. Mm-hmm. He was very shy of that. Uh, obviously, you know, Amari Cooper, the number one uh, in a in – I guess wide receiver room fill of, of wide of wide receiver ones at that point. Uh, but he moves from Dak Prescott to now uh, Deshaun Watson, because now let's, let's, I mean, I don't want to speculate too much on, on whether Watson's going to start or not, but is it Watson or Mayfield? And if he, it does it matter who's throwing him the ball about his value in dynasty or fantasy in general.
1: That's a good question. I, I would bet a lot of money to say that it's not ever going to be Mayfield after they brought in uh, Deshaun Watson, but I see this as a downgrade all around for Cooper, even if he is the main guy there, because uh, there's a lot of uncertainties, you know, about Watson this year, especially. And then uh, Mayfield, obviously, they have their burnt bridges with him, so he's already you know, going to be looking at for another place. They're looking to deal him, so there's just not enough around uh, Cooper and the Browns right now for me to have any type of faith, uh, going forward to trusting him, you know, from a week to week basis. I know he's got a, a, you know, sizable name, but Lee are, or- being traded from Dallas, Dallas was his best place he could have been with all that talent around him. This is just a downgrade in my opinion. I don't want to have any stock or shares in uh, Amari this year, but that's that's uh, kind of how I see that landscape.
0: Here's the way that I see Amari Cooper as valuable and maybe somebody that I would try to grab, not for an expensive amount, if I can get him for something, uh, you know, if I could just toss out some, some of my bottom bench folks that somebody's willing to give me Amari Cooper. He does not have a lot of competition over there right now. Right now, the biggest competition for him is Donovan (laughs) Peoples-Jones. You know, the guy had 597 yards last season on 34 catches. Uh, He's got Jakeem Grant over there. Now, unless they add guys uh, that are out there like maybe OBJ, Landry, AJ Green is still out there. Julio Jones is still out there. Maybe if one of those names comes across, it might might not be uh, that bad for Cooper, but I mean, he doesn't have anybody else. So whether it's Deshaun or Mayfield throwing him the ball, he may be the only one getting it over there. So we may be talking about volume, especially in a PPR here.
1: Yeah, you said Donovan Peoples-Jones, and you're right. I mean, that's his only competition. I made a note here that says, I believe Donovan Peoples-Jones will outscore uh, Cooper from a fantasy perspective, a lot like uh, Watson and Fuller had that connection with when they had Hopkins. So look for that number two wide receiver out of Cleveland if Watson is on the field. You know, and, and just real quick, to
0: compare Watson and Prescott. Uh, Prescott had mm. 4,449 yards and 37 touchdowns last season. He's only had one season under 3,300 uh, 3, yards. Deshaun Watson in 2020 with Houston had 4,823 yards, 33 wow. touchdowns. He's got two 4,000-yard seasons. Uh, and, mm. and, I mean, the guy, he can play.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But will the off-field distractions? Will right. everything that goes with it distract him this year? That's the only Only question. Uh, I don't think it's too big of a downgrade when Watson is right versus him and Dak. So it's just tough. Tough for Cooper to slide into this role of uncertainty. I don't know. Did he? I don't think he wanted to, really. I don't know. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, I don't think he did. The, The last thing I'll say about it as well is now you're taking two guys, Cooper who played at Dallas and Watson who played at Houston, both dome players. They played in warm climates in college. Now they're going up to Cleveland, terribly cold. If you look at uh, what Watson did his only time in Cleveland, it was horrific. Now it's one; it's a very small sample size. You could go look what he did at Green Bay as well. Not very good there as well, or either. So that is also an element that you know gets missed sometimes. But it's that's just the climate that they're in. That's just where they're playing. So a lot of question marks.
0: Speaking of cold climates. Allen Robinson, Mm -hmm. used to playing in the frigidness uh, that is Chicago, now moves to the warm and sunny, uh, Mm -hmm. bright uh, lights of Los Angeles. He's now a Los Angeles Ram in a role that probably is vacated by OBJ. I have a feeling that Mm -hmm. Allen Robinson may end up taking that uh, Odell Beckham Mm -hmm. Jr. where he's a good veteran, but he's Indeed. going to be outshadowed by the likes of Cooper Cup. I mean, it's Cooper Cup's world in in L.A. Everybody else is just living in it. But Alan Robbins, own right, back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons in, in 19 and 20 with Chicago. Uh, mm-hmm. Go back to his, his 2015 season with Jacksonville, where he had 1,400 yards and 14 touchdowns. Comes back down to earth last season with 410 yards. But again, that was the uh, Andy Dalton slash Justin Fields uh, experiment. So... Now he moves in to a receiver room with obviously Cooper Cup, who was the darling of the fantasy world last season, and Van Jefferson. No Odell, no Woods. So, are we believing in Allen Robinson again? And if so, are we trying to get him, uh, or or are we trying to take some good offers for him? Maybe sell a little high on Allen Robinson with this news.
1: Yeah, I'm actually a buyer uh, of Allen Robinson. I'm a Penn State fan, so it's good to see a guy like him. You know, go out have all those weapons around him. He's going to be able, I think he's going to succeed uh, in the uh, NFC West uh, out there for the Rams. If you just look at, I mean, if, if I was being offered him right now, or if you wanted to sell him, you know, I think you could get some value for him. He still has a, a, slightly large name for a wide receiver. I think you could pair something together and get a good, you know, draft pick or a couple of players. But if you just take the averages of Robert Woods, who's now with Tennessee, and you just say, okay, so if Robinson would get me just on average of of what um Uh, what he did for five years, 70 receptions, 925 yards, and five TDs this year, that would put you at number 24 wide receiver. That's really good. So if he just eclipses that in that offense, that puts you at where the number 24 guy was this year, which was Terry McLaurin. So I'm a believer. Uh, I'll buy him. I'll buy the stock.
0: There's a lot of people that gave up on him. This season, mm-hmm. obviously, because of what happened. And, and obviously, uh, I'm sure if you already ran a keeper situation and you, you know, your team already was like, OK, well, name your keepers. And, and Alan Robinson got tossed back into the mix before this L.A. News. Uh, you could very well benefit from that, especially if you've got a pretty decent draft pick or, or on mm-hmm. waivers or whatever. So, yeah, if Alan Robinson's floating out there, that's that's an intriguing pickup for me. Again, right. like I said, yeah.
1: And looking at the defenses that he's playing, I'm not afraid of uh, the Cardinals, uh, and I'm not afraid of Seattle. So there's two, there's four games right there. Uh, I think the 49ers would give him a tough game, but it's still divisional, and you can you can have you know everybody's matchups. So yeah, I I'm buying uh, Allen Robinson now and in the draft. Man, it's hard to say
0: it because you remember what he did last year. So you're like, like, I'm buying Allen Robinson, but you're like,
1: yeah. I'm buying potential potential. Potential. Yeah,
0: he does. He does have some potential, especially in the Rams, uh, because that team is on fire right now. So how to bet against him? I don't Mm -hmm. know. Uh, One thing you cannot bet against, though. Of course, we're always. Oops, I always push the wrong button. It's win bet. Always win bet. If you're looking for Las Vegas-style casino fun in the palm of your hand, look no further than WinBet, the premier online casino from five-star win resorts, properties from classic table games to all the best slots, thrills, and jackpots. WinBet has everything you need for the ultimate casino experience. If you sign up today, you're going to get a 100% first deposit match up to $1. $1,000 plus take part in WinBet's win hour. It's from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific Standard. All the better prices on select games. Anyone who has the WinBet app is alerted right on the hour. If you bet $500 on college basketball Thursday through Sunday, you're going to be entered to win a two-night stay at the Win Las Vegas. So if you wager $1,100 on the men's basketball college tournament Thursday through Sunday, you're eligible for two entries into the prize draw. So much to choose from and all you have to do is download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call one 800 522 Zero, zero. Do you want a sweet SGPN hoodie? I know I do. I'm wearing mine right now. Every day, March Madness games are being played. We'll be giving away a hoodie. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash madness to enter that sportsgambling.com slash madness. There are never enough things to gamble on in this world, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing and the best part now there's a new way to play the ponies especially if you're brand new to the sport go check out stable duel it's a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes pick your horses build your stables and play against others to move up the leaderboard you can win as much as $25,000 with just one entry don't know anything about horses like me don't worry The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your strategy the app is free to download at stableduel.com you get multiple games offered each day with free games weekly it tracks all over the united states so get in the app create your account start building your stables today you can invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats so download it now at stableduel.com see how many winners you can pick in your stable see you in the winner circle play race win as always we're brought to you by prop swap where america buys and sells sports bets the final four is set and prop swap is your place to cash in on the big dance last two weeks prop swappers have been making thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams and you can always find the best odds on prop swap because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself then after you make your purchase you can either go for the win or resell your bet at any time to lock in that profit like our friend patrick from new york He sold a $1,000, 35-1 to Houston championship ticket for $6,000 on PropSwap. That's a hell of a day right there before the Elite Eight game. Patrick turned $1,000 into $6,000 guaranteed, and the buyer got the best odds in the country. So go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. It's got fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot tickets for sale. You get a loyalty reward program that turns your tickets into extra bonus cash and a first deposit cash match. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit. PropSwap's going to match your deposit up to $500. So join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. Sliding back in to 10 players who have uh, gone on to, who knows, better, worse situations. We're, we're breaking that down right now with Derek Yoder. He is a contributor for Betting Pros and, of course, find his work on the Ac- Action Network. Uh, Derek, we've broken down five intriguing names so far. we got five to go, man, and these ones mm-hmm. are a little tougher than the ones that we started out with, right?
1: Yeah, I might not be as nice to these next couple names like I was to the others, uh, but we'll see. We'll see where you and I both uh, land on them. Yes,
0: we will, and we start in Kansas City now. Tyreek Hill vacated the role of wide receiver one. Now comes in Juju Smith-Schuster, and uh, I'm not sure what to do with this. I, I want to feel encouraged by the fact that he lands in Kansas City. I don't know that I can. Juju Smith-Schuster had his best season in 2015 where he had 14, 126 yards. But the best season after that was in 2020. 2020, 2020. That's a lot of numbers. With 831 (laughs) yards. uh, I mean, look, man. Last season, he was out after week five, but he only had 15 catches for 129 yards. He was a mess. And I just don't know that this is going to get better for him over in Kansas City. So, Derek, shed some light on this Juju Smith-Schuster situation.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a great landing spot. I mean, when you go from a a Hall of Famer like Big Ben to a a future Hall of Famer and Patrick Mahomes, it's a good landing spot for any wide receiver uh, in any uh, you know, year of, of his career, but I am not a believer of Juju. I think some of his best moves are going to come on the tick tocking side, uh, with uh, Jackson Mahomes rather than they're going to be uh, inside the lines. I think there's just, uh, you know, I think I just don't think it's a uh, a play that we'll see going forward that is uh, you know, in his favor. The guy I really like uh, is actually Miko Hardman. Uh, I know he's not on this list right now, but I think he's the one. To me, that is the clone of what Tyreek Hill was. They already have a lot of plays and put in place for him. He's going to be the one from a fantasy perspective that we look back and say, I wish I would have had him. And he's, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of buried on the uh, rankings and some of the depth charts. So um, I'll pass on Juju. Uh, What about you?
0: So I saw something, uh, well, you talk about Nicole Hardman. I saw some somebody posted something. I can't remember exactly who it is right now, but they said, uh, don't expect somebody to get better that has all the, you know, and Nicole Hardman, I, just because Tyreek Hill left, I don't know that he slides into that role. Uh, again, I, and I mean, yeah. I don't know. I could be wrong, but for Juju Smith's souchers sake, let, let's say this. Mm-hmm. He is no Tyreek Hill. That is, yeah. that is already established in the fact that he's just not Tyreek Hill. So what I what I envision happening now in Kansas City is there's going to be a lot more to go around. Josh Gordon may get a yeah. little more run. Demarcus Robinson might get some more run. Uh, Marquez Val, uh, Valdez-Scantling, now that he's there, may get mm-hmm. some run too. But this is going to be more of a spread the ball around type of a thing than chuck the ball to Tyreek Hill because Juju is not Tyreek.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree, and I, I agree. I don't think they're necessarily uh, apples-to-apples Mikel and... Uh, uh, Tyreek, but they just used different uh, packages that were similar, but I don't see Juju as a number one guy. He's maybe a good number two, but uh, that uh, that offense has so many balls to go around with Kelsey and, and so many others, so I will pass uh, right now on Juju. I just need to see it from him.
0: And that's who gets the biggest boost out of this mm-hmm. is Travis Kelsey. That man now mm-hmm. becomes the de facto wide receiver one in that offense yep. as the tight end. I mean, you got to think that, that Mahomes is going to be going his way <laughs> almost every other play at this point until he gets familiar with these other guys around him. Because, you know, again, I think I think right now Kansas City has a slew of wide receiver twos. I don't think they've got a wide receiver one. You can right. at me all day long with Juju Smith-Schuster being amazing. But, again, I just, sometimes players get in their heads. And I think he's one of those guys that's gotten in his head so much that the play on the field suffers. So I don't think that helps in Kansas City either. Uh, especially with all the uh, expectations of the Chiefs right mm-hmm. now. So it's okay to do win the Steelers because no one really expected much from the Steelers, but Kansas City's a perennial uh, mm-hmm. Super Bowl team, so got to gotta move there. Uh, speaking of perennial Super Bowl contenders, Russell Wilson back in the day was talked about in every circle as being a every-year favorite to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, only did that once. So now... He moves to Denver, and he's going to try to save this Denver Broncos team who have had their fair share of good quarterbacks. Uh, And I say this because I want to make this comparison. Uh, Russell Wilson has had four seasons of over 4,000 yards uh, in 10 seasons with Seattle. All told, he has 37,059 yards, 292 touchdowns, and only 87 interceptions in his career. John Elway, over the first 10 years of his career, 30,216 yards, and he ended up his career with 51,475. So Hmm. some of Elway's best years were after, uh, after his, his 10 year mark. Can Russell Wilson reemerge as a, uh, an elite quarterback over the last few years of his career with Denver?
1: Well, elite might be a little strong. Uh, I mean, he's got a great core guys now, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, and uh, a guy that I resemble uh, KJ Hamler, who I kind of, uh, put in line with Tyler Lockett and Doug Baldwin of the early days, so he's a name to kind of watch out for. Uh, but you know, these, he's got a great group around him. But he's in such a tough division with Kansas City. The Chargers are beefing up their whole entire team. The Raiders just got Devontae; they're loading up. I think, I think Denver's the odd team out. You know, of of those you know teams competing, I think they're going to end up being fourth uh, in their division this year. But Wilson. Just so for everybody to know, I mean, he's got the he's tied for the most fourth quarter comebacks at twenty-one and the game winning drives at twenty seven. He he shows that he can get it done. So if they're trailing going into fourth, don't don't necessarily give up. Uh, I just think I just think man maybe just the wrong division. Good talent, wrong division.
0: I like the fact that he now has a good, strong running game again. Right, I mean, yeah. he was used to it for a while. Uh, last couple seasons have been kind of a drop-off, but he's got Javante Williams now and Melvin yep. Gordon, who is a free agent, maybe coming back, who knows, but at least he's got Williams. And Williams almost had 1,000 yards last season, 903, just short, uh, where Rashad Penny was the best rusher for Seattle last season was 749. So uh, I-, I think the fact that he's going to have a good, strong running game again mm-hmm. puts him in a, in a good position because maybe he doesn't need to uh, lean on those, those awesome receivers right away. Uh, of course he can. I think he's got the talent to sure. be able to do that. Um, but it's going to be a very interesting situation over there uh, in Denver, and and just weird to see Wilson in anything but a Seattle jersey at this point.
1: Uh, I, I'm with you on that. <laughs> I, I just again, I just think you know he's got a great team around him. Just the wrong division. If he was anywhere else with that team, we probably would be talking a little bit different because of the you know upside and the potential. But um, you know if anybody could resurrect their career and turn it around like Uh, It would be him. So we'll see it'll be a fun storyline to watch throughout the season.
0: I am especially as a Niner fan absolutely riveted as to who will be the, the signal caller in Seattle when the season starts because I don't know. I mean, I'm still not I'm still not convinced that their their situation is settled.
1: I, uh, I wish you would have told me you were a 49ers fan before we started the podcast, uh, because the 49ers have had the Packers number, uh, especially in the playoffs, and uh, I've lost a lot of years uh, because of play- seeing them play each other. So yeah, I agree. I think, you know, in that division, the NFC West, I think the 49ers uh, certainly could make, I mean, they sh- showed what they could do last year, and uh, I think they're only going to get better.
0: Yep, I agree. And my daughter, by the way, for the record, is my oldest daughter is a, uh, a Packers fan. So I've broken her heart uh, more times than than I can. So uh, I, I I tell her every season, baby, I'm sorry, but you know <laughs> all is fair in sports and and war. Yeah. So.
1: Well, at least you're and, raising her right. I well, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> she did it to herself, man. I, I yeah. had no control over that. <laughs> Speaking of having no control, Matt Ryan basically lost control of the Atlanta Falcons last season uh, and still almost through for 4,000 yards. (laughs) Who knows how that happened? Uh, But now he leaves the Falcons, the only team he's ever known, to head over to Indianapolis in that rotating uh, whatever rotates over there in Indianapolis, pick a quarterback, pick a year. Uh, Matt Ryan is that for uh, 2022 Coming into his 15th season, man's 36 years old. I I don't know at 36 that I'd be able to lead an NFL offense, but that's because I never trained for it. Uh, He's got 10 (laughs) straight seasons of more than 4,000 yards. He gets Michael Pittman. He gets Jonathan Taylor. Is this a resurgence for Matt Matt Ryan? Are we trying to grab him, or is this just a last gasp in uh, a la Philip Rivers, (laughs) a la let's just get a couple more seasons in before we ride out into the sunset?
1: Yeah, it's the revolving door of veteran quarterbacks. You know, come right in next year, come another one. So, you know, last year he lost. Uh, he was down uh, production-wise, 233 yards per per game, which was 50 less than the year before. Uh, resurgence. I mean, he doesn't. He lacks mobility. Uh, now he's got to go get acquainted with like all these new guys. I'm not so sure if he's necessarily going to be. Uh, you know, resurrecting uh, his career. I think it's probably another one and done season for him in uh, in Indy until they get a younger quarterback. I, I was still surprised they didn't go after Baker with being as young as he is. I know he's coming off an injury, but uh, you know he's got a lot of good talent. I think Mo Ali Cox is probably the the beneficiary out of the whole thing you know just kind of peppering your tight end down the middle uh, but you know it's it's a winnable division it's a gettable division so uh he might see some success like you said about his yardage it was still crazy that he almost threw for 4,000 yards with almost nobody uh especially when you have Calvin Ridley and uh I mean it's being led by uh Russell Gage and uh Cordell Patterson so uh that's a good question um uh, I'm gonna probably pass unless you're in a, uh, you know, super flex league, maybe.
0: I mean, well, we'll talk about Atlanta in a second when we, when we talk about uh, the next quarterbacks coming up. Uh, but I mean, look for me, when I talked about Russell Wilson, having a solid running game, I mean, he's got Jonathan Taylor, right? That's going to be huge for him again, because last season, uh, he had Cordero Patterson, who was the rushing, who was the running back back there. I mean, Mike Davis didn't do anything, but you know, Taylor had 1800 yards and 18 touchdowns last season. Um, he gets Michael Pittman again, which is a, a, a wide receiver, one by all rights and accounts, who had uh, 1,082 yards with Carson Wentz throwing him the ball last season. So, you know, I, I think Matt Ryan, if he can get, uh, if he can get settled in with Pittman, I think it'd be good.
1: I like your optimism. I, I can, I can see it, uh, it more towards late of training camp, maybe starting to buy some more stock of, of uh, Matt Ryan, but uh just thinking about going from Atlanta to Indy it feels very much like a lateral move but you, like you mentioned he does he have more pieces around him now probably some of the best since when they went to the playoffs made deep runs so yeah it could be he could be the surprise that uh, i'm sleeping on personally that ends up doing well
0: i th- i have him in a dynasty i'm not going to let him go yet uh, <laughs> I, but the thing was, is that I took him fully expecting for Ridley to be there all season long and for him to be able to just throw touchdowns to, well, okay, he doesn't throw touchdowns, but at least complete passes to Ridley. So
1: I don't know. So so were your thoughts there uh, because you have ownership of him and you're trying to sales pitch me uh, about Matt Ryan or, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I know how that is. So, yeah. I'm trying uh, to convince myself.
0: To I'm trying to convince myself is yeah, really all there is exactly. to
1: it. Now I
0: got it. Yeah, exactly. I I think that was more cathartic for me than anything else. (laughs) Uh, All right, vacating the position in Indy is Carson Wentz, and now he moves over to Washington to be the quarterback of the newly christened Commanders. Uh, Carson Wentz, the commander of the Commanders now. But Carson Wentz last season, uh, again, a guy that almost threw for 4,000 yards. I mean, it wasn't as close as Ryan, uh, but Carson Wentz had 3,563 yards, 27 touchdowns with indianapolis now carson wentz gets terry mclaurin who uh could be one of the best receivers in the league if he actually had somebody who could throw it to him consistently uh you know back-to-back thousand yard seasons there but here's what's here's what's more interesting right terry mclaurin had a thousand yards here's who he had throwing to him over the last couple of seasons case keenum colt mccoy dwayne haskins tyler heineke Garrett Gilbert, Kyle Allen, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then of course Alex Smith. So uh, a litany of XFL and AAF quarterbacks throwing him the ball uh, and still managed a thousand yards. So can Carson Wentz do this for Terry McLaurin and and does this help him at all? And should we be trying to maybe get him on an upswing and, and buy low on him?
1: Well, like you mentioned mclaurin you know he was the number 24th wide receiver like we mentioned prior when it comes to carton carson wentz this is third team uh in three years and it's just amazing to see uh his downward trajectory that has been over the last five so uh i'm not i'm not necessarily high on him uh you know some of his injury history uh now getting equated with a new team Uh, we all know that field is horrendous when it comes to knee injuries uh just bad luck all around there uh, yes, he knows the the division slightly. I know pieces, you know, come and go, uh, you know, regularly year after year. But uh, besides McLaurin, I just don't see enough around him that would position me to say, you know, I want to really invest uh, in him this year. So I'm personally out on him. Uh, but I could see the argument being made of potential uh, upside, uh, you know, if they get all their cards right.
0: Yeah, and you're right, too, because past Terry McLaurin, there, I, I, when I was researching, I was like, okay, well, who's he got to throw the ball to? And I was like, whoop, whoop Terry McLaurin. That's about it. Yep. Uh, I mean, J.D. McKissick maybe on, on swing passes, but that's not a receiver. <laughs> and Really, that's nothing right. that can help him out other than Antonio Gibson, who was a bright spot there in the running game, so he'll have a, a good run. He won't have Jonathan Taylor, that is for sure, mm-hmm. but at least he'll have mm-hmm. Antonio Gibson, who was a 1,000-yard rusher in his own right. I mean, nobody's Jonathan Taylor last season, so... We can't even really yeah. say anything about that. But Antonio Gibson, uh, 1,037 yards, seven touchdowns last season with Washington. Not bad considering, again, that Washington offense was just almost horrific to watch all season long.
1: Right. Yeah. No, good points. Yeah. Uh, he'll have to show me a lot to be in on him, and they'll have to acquire a couple key pieces for me to to want to invest.
0: Two quarterback leagues, super flex leagues. Is he worth a speculation?
1: Um. Uh, Maybe a speculation, but I feel like I feel like there's maybe a little risk with a little too much uncertainty where I would rather position myself with a younger quarterback or a guy with a little bit more upside uh, that I'm willing to take a chance on. I kind of know what Carson Wentz is and going from Indy to this, uh, his the guys around him are worse. Besides McLaurin, McLaurin's the best that he's probably going to be playing with. So, uh, I would pass, but would you be on in on that? Well, that's what I was going to say. Carson Wentz or Trey Lance? Uh, are the 49ers going to keep Trey Lance? Or are they going to end up moving him at some point? Uh, I, I, could see the upside with Trey Lance, but I would have to really dive deep into the reports to know that he's, uh, you know, a, a staple for the 49ers at least, uh, going forward. Uh, that's a good, that's a good matchup. Um, I probably would lean Lance just for the upside and the age.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm out on Wentz too. And if I had him, I would probably just go ahead and let him go at this point because this is not an upgrade uh, at yeah. all for him. And so, yeah, this is, this is something you could probably part ways. If you were hanging on, hoping for the best out of Carson Wentz, I, I think you got it last season mm-hmm. and, and you're probably going to move on, especially in Dynasty. Um, <clears throat> but somebody that's very – look, this is probably one of the more interesting moves that I have seen – this offseason as far as quarterbacks are concerned. I mean, obviously you can say what you will about Deshaun Watson uh, and even Matt Ryan, but the guy who's taking his place in Atlanta. So Marcus Mariota was was a guy that Tennessee had such high hopes for, and I remember mm-hmm. that he came in and he did you know, good things and, and made everybody optimistic, um, but his best season statistically came back in 2016 where he had uh, 3,426 yards, 26 touchdowns. Pretty good. But after that, just it was Tennessee, and it was Jeff Fisher, and it was just right. a, a litany of of bad, bad seasons for Marcus Mariota, and it just finally ousted him. Uh, ended up, of course, last season in in uh, with the Raiders with Las Vegas. Did not even get to see the field barely at all. I think he had one pass, and and I didn't even put it in my notes because he just obviously did not <laughs> did not even get it, uh, in there. So, you know, for Marcus Mariota now he gets the keys to a new team uh, in in Atlanta where he's kind of doesn't have anything. I mean, but unless they build around him, he's got Kyle Pitts. Like, o- Olmedes Zacchaeus. Uh, is there. Olmedes Zacarias is there. He had 460 yards, uh, three touchdowns. There's no Ridley right now. There's no Gage. Uh, Tajay Sharp is a free agent who he was familiar with a little bit. So all he's got now is Kyle Pitts and Cordero Patterson. Patterson, 153 carries, 618 yards, six touchdowns on the ground, 52 receptions, 548 uh, yards, five touchdowns through the air. So, Derek, tell me about Marcus Mariota. What are you feeling?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's one of those stories that you want to see the guy do well. I mean, he's in a division that is, you know, uh, kind of gettable. I know Tampa Bay's in there. There's a lot of just moving around different pieces and parts. But I wrote down it's Kyle Pitts. And then it's wide receiver, running back, quarterback, kick returner, punt returner, coach, Cordell <laughs> Patterson. So uh, not a lot for uh, Mariota to kind of you know lean on. Uh, it, his mobility is good, and we saw that last year with uh, the Raiders. You know he was able to use that, but that only gets you so far. And when you don't have the talent around you, like you said, R- Russell Gage, which I think is actually a huge loss uh, for the for the Falcons. He's going down to Tampa Bay. Um, I'm, I want to root for the guy. I hope he does well. Uh, but there's just not enough around him, uh, you know, right now. So it's it's unfortunately a pass uh, for me, redraft, uh, or, you know, obviously nobody has him in Dynasty. So
0: Yeah, and so I bring him up because that's the thing. I mean, obviously nobody has him in Dynasty because why would you hold on to him uh, yeah. last season? But I'm sure that there was a lot of people that were probably thinking to themselves, hmm, Marcus Mariota, maybe getting a starting shot, do I, do I go after him? Right. So this is why we're here. We're here to try to talk people through decision-making processes yep. on these guys that are like, well, he just changed teams. Does that make him better or does that make him worse or the same? And I think you and I are both in agreement here that this is, doesn't really make Marcus Mariota different. But what I will say is I will go ahead and say if you want to, if you have deep benches, if you've got a position where you can take a chance, grab him because he's a starting quarterback. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And he's going to run a lot. I mean, that's what they are really going to have to do. So they're going to have to mix in packages with Cordell Patterson. They're going to have to get Marriott on the outside. But like you said, last year, he probably only had one pass. I remember the first game that he played with the Raiders. It was like a 30 yard run against Baltimore Monday night. And he, and he hurt him, you know, he had a, a bad injury that left him out for a few weeks. So that durability is there as well. You know, there's, there's just too many question marks, but like you said, Could be a guy that would be worth stashing. You never know what could happen. We see surprises every year. He could be one of them.
0: And we talked about some of the receivers that are still out there, too. Atlanta could add a guy like OBJ, could add Jarvis Landry, could add A.J. Green, could add Julio Jones. Those are some of the big names out there that are still looking Mm -hmm. for teams. And, I mean, you hook up Marcus Mariota up with uh, Julio Jones. Maybe he comes back to Atlanta uh, to finish out his career. That's not a bad little duo.
1: No, that's a really good point, and I didn't think about that, and I wish I would have. That the the available wide receivers that are still in the market for a, a wide receiver to come to Atlanta, they're going to have to get paid. Uh, and I don't know what their draft capital is, and what how many picks they got, if any. Uh, you know, this year, what they could do from a wide receiver or offensive standpoint. But that was a really good point that I didn't think about enough. That yeah, if they bring in a couple pieces, now we could be. They only need two more pieces, I think, to really be capable of. Uh, giving Tampa Bay a strong run
0: absolutely all right so again just if, if you're feeling froggy you can jump on Marcus Mariota and hang tight mm-hmm. to see what they do about the wide receiver position so Derek yeah. we have reached the end of our 10 players and uh, I gotta say I, I, I was a little bit uh, I, when I put this list together I was like man I hope we uh, I hope we could do these guys justice and I, th- I think we've done a pretty damn good job of it
1: I think so too. Yeah, there were a couple names that I, uh, you know, wasn't so sure of. But doing some research, like you know, I think we really gave out some good notes. There were a few names we didn't talk about. I do, ju- I do just want to highlight one: Mitch Trubisky, quarterback for the Steelers. I think he's an underrated guy. Uh, I know we just talked about Mariota, Wentz, uh, Ryan. And Wilson, I actually put him above all four of those. Uh, I think his talents uh, are going to be showcased. He was in the Packers division. I got to see him every year. He led the Bears, uh, the Bears that have been struggling year after year. He led them to two uh, playoffs in his four years there. That says something. Even, you know, I know they had a lot of coaching issues, but Trubisky is a guy that I'm high on. I think there's enough around him, uh, and there's a lot of uncertainty in that division. And I, I just think Steelers are going to do well, and it's going to be because of him. Quick
0: fun trivia fact: I've I've been to one San Francisco Forty Nine er game in my entire life, uh, which is sad on my part. I know, but <laughs> I've been to a lot of other. I've been to many Tennessee games, a lot of, but sure. I've only been to one San Francisco game. And in that game, Mitch Trubisky beat my San Francisco Forty Nine ers uh, at home in uh, in Levi Stadium. So. I I don't like Mitch Trubisky. I'm out on him every day, all day. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I, I get it. I get your point. Yeah, uh, I I do think that that's an interesting uh, thing. But again, the Steelers are kind of a mess.
1: So uh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't know. I, I I could be on my own limb and and uh, listening to this back uh, in the middle <laughs> of the season or next year. Uh, I'll either you know tweet you with it as it being a good thing or with a face palm emoji so uh but i i yeah i do i think i think just with that division there's a lot of uncertainty and i think he sat back behind uh josh allen last year and i think it was a good thing for him
0: yep well i mean it couldn't have been bad that that's for sure so yeah um all right derek we have reached the end of uh this this show so why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media and find all of your fantastic work
1: well, I appreciate that. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Picks by Blaze uh, and, and the Action Network is a, as well. Picks by Blaze is where I put it. the Action Network where I put all my exclusive plays. I do a lot with NASCAR. Uh, and then you'll find all my NCAA, NFL, uh, and baseball plays there as well. So uh, we have the Masters coming up next week. So I'll put a couple surprises out there for you. Again, you got to follow me on Action Network to see all my plays. And then you can find me on Twitter. Shoot me a DM if you have any questions. I just want to, just like Rod, I want to help the community grow and uh that's the best place to find me uh currently
0: absolutely all right derek we appreciate you spending some time with us and uh really breaking down it's just great great knowledge overall on uh, everything that we could do for these 10 players long off season to go we barely just started so we'll (laughs) continue to hit the dynasty and the redraft stuff uh as stuff starts to change as the landscape of the nfl starts to change but again We thank you each and every week for joining us and listening to this show and for hanging with us and uh, just for for being a part of this community. Remember, leave us a review. I mean, we'd love to hear what you think of the show. Uh, Your reviews can even get read when you leave them. Uh, We'll make sure to put them on the air and thank you personally for them. So, uh, all right. Until next time, everybody, we got a show coming out tomorrow and on Thursday. Uh, So keep an eye out for those. Uh, It's going to be a live Draft for the USFL. Our first ever listener league draft coming up. Uh, Keep an eye on Twitter how you can enter. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening and let it ride.